Hello, hello. Welcome back, my yiddos. What a day to be here. Oh my gosh, so much news, so much to talk about. Luckily today, I had the help from one of our favorite hosts, uh, Nick Turns. Nick, how are you doing today? Tired, mentally tired. Also, you <laughs> use the term favorite very loosely, I can tell. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, dude, you are top of the list of all of our hosts. But uh, well, we you, actually man. have some competition today, something I'm very excited about. Uh, one of my good friends from my home, uh, Virginia Beach Spurs, my good friend, Matthew Stevens, um, longtime Yiddo, known him for a while. How are you doing today, Matt? Oh, great. No, it's, uh, tons of great news today, you know, I'm sure we'll get into <laughs> so it. Good but, news. Uh, yeah, it's the best news, best day ever <laughs> as a Spurs fan. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm very excited for you to be here. We're all very excited. Um, a day couldn't make it, and we got two, you know, strong, you know, opinions here to discuss the craziness that we all woke up to today. Um, what was your guys? I'm gonna start with you, Matt, and then we're getting into some some questions about you. But I'm gonna start real fast. We gotta break the ice. What was your initial like feeling when you opened your phone this morning? <laughs> oh, no okay, so yeah. Uh, so the the first news I saw this morning was the Jose sacking. Um, okay. I've not been a huge Jose out proponent. Yep. Um, I, I get the the struggle and the stripe, and mm -hmm. I, I, I understand that. Um, and ultimately, I think it'll be good for the club. But I think Jose had things to offer to us, so it's a bit bittersweet. I think the and club we'll, will be better. We'll fully get in, obviously, on the yeah. Jose topic. Um, bittersweet the short yeah. succinct answer what's, for what's you the first feeling uh yeah nick, nick how was your uh morning awakening alarm call would you look at instagram first how did you find out initially what happened i think i got texts from all you guys i woke up to text messages east coast right <laughs> yeah definitely on the east coast now so you get all the early morning texts yeah but uh, i was but late yeah, to the party surprised surprised yeah very surprised yeah, I was I definitely wasn't ready for it either. The timing is weird. That's what yes. makes it surprising. Yeah, very weird. Yeah. I like I said, I I'm I'm with you with the the Jose thing, but we'll get into it. We'll get into yeah. it. We'll we'll fully get into it. But before we do that, um, we have to ask Matt one of our traditional questions. So this is going to be a big episode, but we can't start or have a new host without asking this question. It is the reason we do this podcast. It's our like biggest, our, one of my favorite things. Kind of our motto is to figure out as American Spurs fans, really how you guys became Spurs fans. You know, for some for some reason, it's a, or for some people, it's a long story. For some people, it's a really simple story. But uh, Matt, like for you, how did you and when did you become a Spurs fan? Yeah, mine's one of the short story ones, really. <laughs> I think um, you told me, I think. It yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, not that, it's not that exciting. I, uh, I played soccer my whole life and, mm -hmm. and loved watching soccer. Um, mm -hmm never really got into the premier league too much and then about the time that i uh I think it was the world cup when i was in the navy so that, that had to be 2014 world cup mm -hmm. right that's that maths out oh, right correctly um <laughs> <does. laughs> uh, yeah so around that time i was like i'm gonna start watching more professional soccer um and i've been like a sounders fan my whole life and uh watching clint Dempsey. Uh, nice. You know, okay. it was it was a it was a bridge over. Also, just looking into the history of Tottenham and uh, you know their 
outreach into the Jewish community has been a huge thing. Um, and, and kind of the underdog story I, I, I appreciate. So, so nice. it, it was, it was a natural transition into things I really appreciate. So. Awesome. That's perfect. That's great time. That's a true like Yankee Yid story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The American following the American all the way. Can't up forget there. DeAndre Yedlin as well. Uh, also Yedlin. another, another, yeah. another, another yeah. sounder, you know, and a sounder. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Name drop. <laughs> yeah. Name drop a little bit. He didn't make it with us, but yeah, I loved when Yedlin was yeah. hosting. Yeah. That was when he was like in his, in his prime for America too. We were hoping, but yeah. Disappointing, exactly. unfortunately. Yeah. He was not everyone being yeah <laughs> not everyone can be um so two more questions uh who was on the team like when you became okay so dempsey so is that team with like bale and crouch i guess yeah and then uh watching like nasser chadley uh okay, um, yeah. who else was was around at that time um the Dembele. you know watching watching the goat dembele the best midfielder uh anyone on tottenham's ever played with um nice. as they all say i mean that's well that's and that, their words. that leads me to my next question who's your favorite spurs player i guess like not of all time i guess like since you've like who you've got to see uh young min's son by bar really? his uh yeah his so, infectious his infectious personality uh nice. his positivity i i just love he loves being a spur you know mm-hmm. and that's that's what i love to watch in players um yeah you know he he plays for the team mm-hmm. and you could tell it you know like all the all the members on the team talk about how much of a positive influence he is and it's it's bridged over my wife who's not a fan of you know sports in general mm-hmm. she's coming to all the games now and she loves sun so yeah it, it works out yeah no, our, his, we just got her a kit too I mean, so it's good yeah yeah his infectious nature it's it, it's it's on and off the field but yeah you do notice it on the field right. um i don't think you cannot like sunny <laughs> yeah <laughs> unless you're a united fan apparently right well Oh my gosh! We only getting hit in the face is hard. <laughs> um, speaking of United, actually, we're gonna jump back because we didn't get to cover any of these. So we're gonna cover them real fast because there is much bigger news. You know, mm-hmm. we we lost to Man U, we tied Everton, but you know, at this point, after the last twelve hours, you know, does that even matter? You know, there's so much other things to think about. Um, but yes, you know, really bad at at Man U, and then. Uh, okay against Everton. Nick, I'm going to throw this to you. Like both of those games or any specific point, because I don't even care to cover them. We have so much stuff, <laughs> so much other stuff. Anything on those, because there's a lot that happened in those games um, that we're kind of speeding through, but anything in those two matches or just like the sum of those matches that sticks out to you? I mean, it's pretty much those matches are the season. I mean, pretty much in a micro cosm, yeah. right? I mean, first half lead, or a lead and then yeah. just just blow it and then it's second half i don't know what it is it's, it's frustrating i mean it's kind of into like the whole jose thing i but, was gonna yep i was gonna push uh, it there the united game was frustrating for me when i saw musa sissoko come on oh i thought God. wow i mean <laughs> that's an interesting choice like let's just get more defensive when we're already taking more pressure in i thought Oh, that was very interesting. And then I think I texted you or a day and I, or even my brother, I don't know. I said, I think actually I was driving with my pops too. And I said, you know, what's going to happen. We'll hold on for minutes in the last 10 minutes. You texted me that. Like, we're going to get scored. We're going to lose two to one. 
I, I know it. I can already tell it's going to happen. This is yeah. what I have. And guess what? That's you were what close. Happened. You were so close. And then we yeah. just gave one up in the 96. Yeah, and I'm sure it was 3 1. That doesn't count. That's garbage. Yeah. Time. <laughs> hey, you yeah, lost it, money. It's frustrating, man. Yeah. It's, like I said, that's what's been going on all season. So, except for that first really good part of the season we had. Yeah, there's definitely but. a huge bounce in the beginning. And then everyone just kind of, you know, tried to glide their way through the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, you started to talk on it. I'll, I'll get your opinion right away. Do you think like those games directly, I mean, number one showed Jose's style, but like led to his demise? Or do you think it was already like in the books that he was on his way out? I don't know. I don't know. It's so tough. I, especially with the, the ESL, another thing coming out. Like, I don't know if yep. something happened with that. Maybe Jose said he hated the idea. I mean, the reports say no, but I mean, who really yeah. knows what happens. I, but, I don't know. I, really I got to say the writing was already on the wall. And yeah, I think it, so. Here's why. It, it, I don't, none of us can know what happens in the locker room. Yeah. All the rumors coming out of the locker room. All the, It doesn't matter. The media perspective and the spin it's put on it and this, the general distaste among the Spurs community for Jose. I think it doesn't matter. Like, you got to pay attention to that as, as a, a club owner and put some weight into it. Um, yeah, I, I think... Sorry, I think that's what I've seen too in like uh, on, on Instagram posts and stuff. Is mm-hmm. reports were that the choice was made because he keeps calling out players in public, and the, the like the board's just over with it with that that aspect of drama that he brings to the club and the terribly boring and terrible stock we've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we're jumping straight into it. That you know that was our recap of the last two games. We're jumping straight into this Jose talk. So, um. It was a surprise for, I think, all three of us. I think we already said that. Uh, starting with you, Matt, at this moment, like yesterday, 24 hours ago, were you Jose out at that point? No. Like, no? No, I've, I've not been Jose out the whole season. And, yeah. and here's why. Like, I, I think, yes, Jose is a lightning rod personality, and there is a lot of stressors he brings to the locker room, to the media, to, to all aspects of the club. But I think we also knew that going into it. But yeah. I think the difficulties that we have as a team have had this season can be pinned down to our defensive performances and the quality that we have in our defense, right? Like we have an aging Toby, you know, like mm-hmm. lack of quality. Yeah, you, we have Dyer, like as one of our starters. Like Rodon, Rodon, I think has a potential, but he's also really young. Mm-hmm. And San- Sanchez, I, I think Sanchez, he's still twenty-four, right? Like he's got time to grow and i think he can but he's also not going to be leading a top four defense for sure you know, right back we have defensive liabilities in both of our starters doherty has just not been good mm-hmm. i mean and you know aria's you know been aria for years now like we <laughs> kind of know what we're, we're buying into there so and then he's slowly getting better but he's never gonna like shake his true nature <laughs> he, he needs he, yeah he needs somebody to be able to cover for him if he's going to yeah. be playing that attacking role and we can't play him and yet. reggie up the left you know we we kind of need to split one or the other and yeah. reggie's a better attacker so um and then when it comes to our midfield you know like we've been plagued with injuries you know we had Soso out for a while and has been underperforming even at through the second half of the, the season, for, right? For sure. the beginning of the season, he looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, 
like we were talking about earlier, Sissoko coming onto the pitch is just not what we want. We got, you know, Winks has been a defensive liability all season. So Jose got a lot out of Kane. He got a lot out of Sung. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, clearly Kane's on record or on pace to have his best season. You know, he's mm-hmm. in lead of the golden boot. You know, he's leading yeah. assists. He, he's leading insane. assists as well. I think that's <laughs> like, insane, right? Insane yeah. season. So I think if Jose could have a transfer window to bring in the defensive players he needs to run his system, we could see a different Tottenham and, you know, challenge for the title. Also with the year that it is with COVID. With this, with these performances, the way it's been, um, would you have let it go that long? Was there, did you have a line in the sand anywhere or would you have let it kind of go to the summer? Were you hoping to, to let him, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd want to see a summer transfer and, and then yeah. see if, if we can get something out of them. I mean, it's like any project's going to take, you know, two to three years to get off the ground. Look at Liverpool, right? Like mm-hmm. a team that was much like us, like a mid-table yeah. team breaking into the top four. Yes. You know, it took them three years to get a successful program. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. But also, I think we were in a better shape than Liverpool. We were. Took over. We were. So I think For our sure. project was smaller. And again, I, I, I wasn't jose out yeah i agree with you i think he definitely deserved at least at least the final game for sure but yeah at least the the season final. i think he deserved to see the season out in my opinion and then we'll yeah, see how it either. goes here's the argument i can make for firing him before the final though mm-hmm. we haven't won a cup since 2008 mm-hmm. right you can't it's a lot harder to sack the manager that brings you a cup you're reading my mind Right, like that's yeah. that's the difficulty there. So they if would you be are forced gonna to him, give him more time, it, you yeah. know, whether that's the end of the season or you know, again, uh, like back him. Like they go into the summer, what are right. they gonna do? Just not back him, you know? Yeah. And then just then everyone would then blame them, you know? Right. They're like, we can't, we got to scrub it clean now, or this this stain's gonna last for. Yeah. So for it's a long it's time. a really difficult position for the board to be in. I think um, well, if, it's difficult because they're the they're the issue. I mean, I'm uh, I'm just gonna throw it out there. The reason we are where we at is because Enoch and Levy uh, yeah. refusing to take this club to the next level. After they did a great job building it to where we are with the great facilities and all like the name where we are, but I think they're so worried about profit, which mm-hmm. obviously this is. I mean, obvious to say now yeah they don't, they don't match with <laughs> yeah. me but i mean i've had this feeling for a while now uh you gonna talk to o'day he'll back me up on it but then <laughs> they don't back the on-field product i mean 10 million more dollars to get someone like skinner or bruno fernandez mm-hmm. or diabala potentially oh, i mean or, that could change our seasons but how much is missing out on bruno like looking like the biggest transfer window failure of the, the year I hate Bruno Fernandez, so they. So do I. Well, yeah. no, I I don't want diving cons on our team, but, but he's yeah. incredibly talented. He's incredibly talented. Nah, missing Grealish for when when he was should have oh, put like ten more good. thousand or ten million more for Grealish, and now look at him going for like a hundred or something and, like that. And everyone that talks about you know how Kane can't play in a two striker system is just this year just proves how untrue that is, right? Like yeah. the unselfish plays, leading assists, like. It's oh man, yeah, that is a miss. I I really like watching Grealish play. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the better ones in the league right now coming up. Um, but yeah, talking about the two striker system, I mean, like uh, whether it's you know Kane and Sonny, which has been amazing in the first half of the season, 
or right. like Kane and Vinny, like Vinny's still performed, you know, so it's, right. it's capable and Kane is transforming into a new player um, as we're right. seeing in his best season yet, which I think that's like the one thing I'm going to jump around with some of my Jose questions, I guess. But the one thing I want to ask is like the legacy of Jose Mourinho. Um, Nick, I'm going to start with you, but I want to say real fast is, is just that. I think that's one of the biggest things for me is Kane's performance. Um, we needed kind of like someone to bring this like cutthroat nature, but I think some of the people in the locker room weren't ready for that. A player like Kane, a person like Harry Kane, like I think he thrives off of that and really needed like a top level, like slot mindset in the locker room telling him like, yo, do this, you know? And it might not have worked for everyone, but for me, I think that was at least one of the positives. Um, Nick, what do you think just about will be like, will be or what was, you know, Jose's legacy with us for the last like, you know, one season? Uh, So I feel like it's just gonna be like all his legacies, right? Like Mm -hmm. good and lots of bad. I mean, drama just follows Jose and it's not necessarily just him. I, I think honestly, some of it's just media does not like him. I mean, I agree. I mean, you look at a lot of the things that people say about him this year and, and art and Tottenham, and then you just don't hear anything about anyone saying about that Arteta or mm-hmm. Liverpool and considering how terrible they're doing this year, you know? So I feel like there's kind of a maybe anti-Tottenham, anti-Jose kind of thing going on there for sure. Well, I'm going to jump in real fast. That's actually one thing I had thought about before, which was, uh, or like today, thinking about this question, which is just that, which it's actually nice because someone like Jose Mourinho, who's coached all around the world, and he said it in some of his interviews, but kind of like subtly that there's something different at Tottenham. Like Tottenham is treated different by refs and by by media. And like he has slightly said that. And I think that's I don't think anyone's going to remember it in the grand scheme of like football, but as a Spurs fan, like it's been said by someone, you know, that, all right, something's bent a little bit, you know, against our favor, like, you know, unevenly. Um, Yeah. I mean, you can look at the, uh, the Everton game and the penalties. I I think it was a penalty, but like, I think, I don't, I don't think it was, I don't, it was close. I, I, I mean, I could see it, but it needed to be. His feet left the ground stuff. before he ever. In all got fairness, he, he kicked the ground. In I, all fairness, I, I yelled the it the second it happened, and you know this. <laughs> I know, I know you did, and I said, I don't know. I thought it was yeah. a pen, and then I, I watched the replay again, and I'm like, it kind of looked like he kicked the ground actually. And He's that's like falling to the ground. ground and looking at the defender before the defender even touches yeah. him. I, like he kicks the I ground. Mean, fair play to him in this day and age, right? Yes. No. No. Make the dive. No. But. No, I'm I'm not not I don't want that part of my game. My I don't team. want it to be a part of the game, but if that's well, going to be part of the game, it's on the players to make sure they. The question it. Is, it is like simple dives like that that are easily seen. If that's going to be fair play, then like when does VAR get what is what is VAR? So we're going to change the whole nature of the game, putting okay. VAR in here. But when if we, we want to get onto this VAR tangent, I'll just say the refs are tanking VAR to get rid of it. It feels like it all season. <laughs> that would be great. I wouldn't mind that. But I, I'm not opposed to VR. Touched. It's got its place, but same. Its place needs to be used properly, and not the yeah. way it's been used for exactly. every, every team in the league. Every team has had their like poor calls, and yeah, the everyone feels cheated by it. No one feels because, like I mean, they benefited. I mean, I, I think it needs it because I mean, look at people 
people get so upset when a, a call doesn't get made and they're like, why didn't VAR look at this? But it's like, at the same point, those are the same people who are like, VAR sucks. Why do we have I, VAR? I'm like, I, well, you can't have it both ways here. Oh, well, that, well, that's me. That's the person yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think a good, one good thing they could do to VAR to make it so the fans don't feel as if they're being cheated or, you know, add some transparency. Let, let us hear the conversation between the VAR official and the official on the field. Right. That way we can at least understand what conversation they're having. And then we can feel better as, as, as viewers. I thought you were going to say, put a social media poll up and be like, should <laughs> no, that be reviewed? No, no, no. No, but I'll make the game we, a lot better. Yeah. We don't need an American idol in, in, in our <laughs> soccer games, but, well, it but seems if we, like that's what they're creating. We'll get well, on to that in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> But I think if we could hear, you know, like what's going on, it'd be a lot easier for us to stomach at least. You could like get their perspective. Like, okay, I can at least understand what they're thinking. But as it stands now, you're like, did they even review it? Well, the announcer said the AR check's complete. But you have no, it's completely foreign to you. So yeah, I don't. I don't think that, that would be nice. But I think that's. I don't think that much transparency would ever come to. Uh, I mean, they, the they problem is that makes sense. So they won't do that. Well, they do it in other sports. So I mean, it's not. Do that they? Far-fetched. They yeah, like yeah, the yeah. refs, and they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well. I, I don't see it. I don't see yeah, it no. that much. <laughs> right. But it would be nice, you know. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So back to back to the Teddy. Yeah, yeah, what were we talking about? Jose Maria. Yeah. Jose. Okay. Jose. So uh, we're going to move to different questions about this. So, Matt, starting with you, mm. Jose Maria's already out. This isn't it. If yep. and or what. Uh, who would you have come in right now? We'll get on to obviously the interim manager, but who would so, you, you know, if you had a dream? If you, no, had, yeah. you had a dream. This is this is the difficult question, right? Because as a non-Jersey out person, I don't know if I explored this fully enough. Like yeah. I've seen the suggestions, you know, people are talking about. Okay, like, you can they, talk more like who wouldn't you have? You know, like if you've seen some of the rumors, like sorry and stuff like that. <laughs> no, please no, well, sorry. Yeah, I think that's a I, easy one. I think I think I I think I texted you this morning, you know, like, sorry's already said, you know, I'm on contract. He's not coming Thank in God. or whatever. Right. Good. So I'm glad he's got a contract. You know, Nagelsmann, you know, sounds good. You know, like I, yeah. I could see it. Um, hearing hearing people talk about Sean Dice is like, no, I'm, I'm good What's without that. Hey, like, put your look like, like yeah. dreams away. Right. <laughs> uh, um, so I, I would say I'm unqualified to talk on this because I haven't explored who's available okay yeah, I, I don't all right nagelsman is like the big name that i've heard a lot about and okay i, I could see, see it happen back. but i see a hand in the back uh, yeah let's hear it let's hear it i, um, I like Nagel, i like nagelsman yeah. i think he's done i rb leipzig's done well and he their teams are fun to watch at least seeing i think that's kind of the problem with jose has been like i can take losses if at least it looks like we're, we're competing out there you know yeah. but it's just been so <laughs> ugly so mm-hmm. At least if it's entertaining to watch, it helps. But so he's a huge name. And then another name, um, I don't know though, because I think I don't know if he went to or if he just went there or links uh Eddie Howe. I like I've always liked Eddie Howe. Bournemouth. I, I like I him a lot right now, but yeah. Those are just um, some names. All right. So yeah. starting with you, Nick, do you think we would actually get Nagelsman? And I'm gonna come to you, Matt, directly after. I do think so. I think there's actually a good chance because I have heard that RB refuses to want him, let him go to Bayern, which would be our only competition. Really? Oh, that's they do not want to like, give him to in in league competition. So, like, 
Nagelsmann, I think this question becomes more difficult when we talk about what we'll talk about later, right? Oh, With the Super okay. League, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, without the Super League, I think there's at least a strong case to be made that we can offer him a project that has a good foundation. It would be a lot easier to answer those questions if we could answer do we lose Kane, do we lose Sun type questions, but it's at least a good starting point and enough to attract a young, talented manager. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a complicated question when we talk about Super League. Okay. All right. So I'm going to run it back to my opinion, let you guys go first. For me, my dream coach, if we could get it, and I'm also, Ode knows all about this. Um, the board is usually listening to this podcast every time it comes out. Um, it's true. It's they true. really respect our opinion. Naturally. Um, and the coach we need, in my opinion, for our club level, for where we're at, our talent, and the style of play I think we need is Nuno Espirito Santos. We need him. Uh, yeah, in my opinion, that is who we should bring in. I think he's done the best job in the Premier League with a tiny team, got them playing in a very Pochettino manner where it's like high energy, high passion. Um, But also the one thing he brings that we haven't seen anywhere at Spurs for a long time is actual ball play, like playing on the ground. And you can tell that he drills his teams. Like he is there as a coach drilling them like himself, like make sure you're making this run. I mean, at least I hope so. It seems like all of his teams are playing in that manner. Um, and you see his team do good, and then you see players that play for him go on to other teams and do, like, amazing. Um, so that means I think he could bring in good players. I think he could take the players we have at the, like, high ego levels that we have, like Harry – I mean, we have captains all over the field. Um, and really, like, still whip them into shape and get them moving and teach them how to play better. Um Whereas you take someone like Eddie Howe, even like a Gareth Southgate or something like that, and I don't think they really have the experience. Like, Jose Mourinho has crazy experience, but it was like, we don't even need all that. We need someone who's going to, like, like Pochettino, just, like, whip him in shape and make him believe again, um, but also, you know, teach them how to play good football and have a good mindset. That's who I would love. And then also to help the manifestation that he also brings a Dama Traore with him. All right, thank you, thank you, God. That's that's the end. I, so you want to become little Portugal, huh? Right, that's the mean joke I was gonna make, right? Like I, we don't <laughs> yeah, have enough Portuguese players to to attract Santa, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. sorry about that. I didn't mean to take a joke. Two Portuguese-speaking <laughs> players, three, three Portuguese. Three. Yeah, yeah, can't forget Dyer. Yeah. He might not be much of a player, but he does speak Portuguese. Yes, oh. might not be much of a player if we get when we get another coach. I'll throw this name out though. This is a weird name. Uh, Scott Parker. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. What, what do you, do you think? What do you think about Scott Parker? Do you think he could do it? Would you want him? I'm I, I'm pretty <laughs> torn. I don't think I'd be upset. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's turned Fulham around a little. They bit. struggled early, yeah. but they they look really good. I not since Christmas and a little before. It looked great against us. Yeah, I mean. Two times. They they should have beat Arsenal. I think yeah. that, was, that was definitely an offside, in my opinion. But yeah. But uh, um, what about, you know, that, what that, about you? No, that, you think uh, Scotty Parker could do? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, Scott Parker has you know, taken a team from the championship 
and turn them into you know not not the best mm-hmm. you know side in in the, the Premier League, but you know we're also talking about a you know Fulham, Fulham doesn't exactly have you know mm-hmm. a wealth of talent you know, um, but yeah, I think I think what he's done with that club is you know pretty pretty sensational. I, I think he could do a good job with us. Do you think he could do a good job right away or like in a few, like, do you think he needs more experience or do you think, I think right in? Okay. So I, I guess that answer or ask the question, what do we as fans want to see from our team? Like mm-hmm. I'm not a person who cares about trophies or, you know, top four. I mean, that these are new areas for us as a sure. team, you know, we're kind of new to the scene and, I, ultimately, yes, I would like to see us competing at that level. Um, I don't think we have the squad for it at the moment. So any manager we bring in, I think, is going to require some sort of project rebuild time to shape yeah. the team to their style. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it would take some time for, for somebody like Scott Parker or okay. anyone to... Uh, two more to random team. names. I, I want some paints from you. I just thought of them, uh, but in the spirit of what you're saying, Nick, uh, so two coaches that I just like the way they coach and the like style they've had teams moving. Um, number one, the Norwich coach, and then number two, the Southampton coach. Um, make any of those, any of those ring or like make you feel any way? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, Southampton has looked good and they've been so bad lately yeah so hasn't hasn't huddle's been linked with us as somebody that could, yeah. could take us but yeah everyone's pointed to the second half season fall apart which is kind of what we've seen under jose so i don't know how how much people would be happy with that yeah mm-hmm. uh, Nor- norwich coach though yeah, uh, Far- yeah fark like fark does well i think i think he could bring that creative attacking style right like yeah. what, what we want to see you know um mm-hmm. It's it's nice to see like uh, Pookie under him, you know, blossom mm-hmm. last year. And didn't they just uh, they just they, got, they just promoted right? Which yeah. is why I don't know if he'll do it. Yeah. Well, John Oliver's skin playing literally like every minute of yeah, the season. Yeah. That's no, a great huge help for next year. Mm-hmm. Next year will be big for us. What a signing we already have. Right. So right, I know that you were talking about Tangay and uh, looking mm-hmm. tired or the second half of the season. He's just been tired, him and Hoiberg. Yeah. So Skip, like you guys were just talking about, random yeah. thought here, but he'll be huge for that next year. He'll be able to allow us to have some yeah. rest for one of those two guys. Right. Yeah. For one of them, I think specifically Hoiberg. And I think that'll yes. do a lot right. for us. Yeah. Because Hoiberg lately, like his performances yes. have been slacking. Right. Yeah. He was dominant the first part of the season Mm -hmm. and i i think i would like to attribute it to fatigue i don't i don't know if that's true or not it's like it's gotta play a part (laughs) i want to say no but then i also think you know just a little bit with our whole midfield with our whole everyone in front of the back four and just the whole team in general um and you look at like the jose sacking like and then you look at you know the larice statements a few weeks ago about having no fundamentals yeah. Like when you're a central midfielder player, whether you're defensive minded or offensive minded, like you have to have these like trust values and team mindset of like where everyone's going to be. And you have, that has to be drilled into you. I mean, that's the fundamental. So it makes me think like with a lot of these players, Indombele, you know, even Sissoko is really poor, obviously 
but you know, Hoybier too, they're falling off, but it's like, nobody knows when to check to the ball. And then when they do, there's no one behind them. Like that's exhausting in just like the way you play. So I do think it's fatigued for a lot of them, but I also think that the, the style of play kind of like did a number on, uh, on our boys. I think Hugo expects that from the whole squad, though. I mean, look mm-hmm. at him going off on Sun earlier this season on the pitch, you know. Yeah. Like, I, that's what you want for your captain, right? He needs to call the players out when they don't play well. But I, I think more than just physical fatigue on the field, there's been some sort of, like, emotional fatigue where our players aren't willing to call each other out when they're not performing on the yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. And it's sad to see, right, because – you know, us as fans having to watch like Sissoko just not even jog around the pitch. You oh know, it's like, why is this man starting? Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. Like, yeah, why did he start? <laughs> not only why did he start, why did he play all 90 minutes against Everton? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just, yeah, the, the lack of bringing on some sub for him when. I think I said this again to you and uh, O'Day, Noah, that a draw is not good enough at this point. Yeah. Like, it does it, a draw is a loss, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I wonder needed, how much the the writing on the, I wonder how much the writing on the wall Jose like saw at that point and really cared <laughs> about what was going on. I don't think Uh-oh. Jose cares with his $30 million payoff or euro yeah. payoff or pound payoff, whatever it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, um, moving forward a little bit. So at the time being also announced today, our interim coach, um, Nick, I'm going to start with you. What are your feelings about Ryan Mason getting the promotion from, I think, what was he like the U18 coach? Was he U23? Yeah, U18. U18. Mm-hmm. So now the big show with his boy reuniting with Kane. Him and Kane <sighs> back again in the locker room to whip him in shape. All right, I have yeah. a lot to say about this, but Nick, I'm starting with you. I mean, it's exciting in the aspect that it's Ryan Mason, right? Like, he's a club hero, you know? Uh, people love him. He's, I mean, there's not much you can say wrong with that guy. Like, just everything he brought to the field, hopefully he brings also to the coaching. Like, he just gave it 100%. Like, you we're just kind of saying, like, he'll, he'll be there. He'll call guys out, hopefully. That's also kind of a weird dynamic, right, though? He played yeah. with some of these guys. That's going to be very interesting. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm interrupting this episode not to bring you an advertisement, to almost bring you some worse news. We actually had some technical difficulty in, uh, I guess, today's fashion of everything that's going on and going wrong. This is only, only makes sense. But we had a technical difficulty and actually cut off a big portion of our European Super League discussion. So we ended with Ryan Mason and... We cut off a bit of the Super League, so we're going to discuss it more in our next episode, but we're going to jump back in kind of halfway through that discussion, um, and we'll definitely be talking about it a lot more on future episodes. Thank you guys again for listening. Come on, you Spurs. Um, You ain't falling through on their bands. I don't think think so. Um, I think that... And so which bands are you talking about specifically? I think the World Cup bands and, and like players the, can't players can't play in it. Is that what they were saying? If, if you're on the if on a super league team, you're as a player you can't play in a World Cup. Yeah, and I also totally they also were talking about banning 
the teams from playing in any domestic league cups yes. or any other UEFA yeah. uh, or FIFA sponsored yeah. cups, right? No, no more FA Cup team. type thing? Right. And no more Champions League, obviously. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff will be off the table for any Super League teams. Um, I don't think that they will because I think they stand to lose too much money. Um, as sad it is to say, I think the clubs have all the leverage in this, which is why as much as I don't want to believe it in my heart of hearts, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, no, I really, uh, it's really just disgusting. It's, it's gut wrenching. And just as you're saying, like, we don't essentially have any power. And when that gets like really presented to you, I mean, it's like being a kid and you're like moving away from like your neighborhood and like all your friends and like, (laughs) they're all leaving and like, you don't yeah. have any say in it. <laughs> you're moving three states right. away and you're not coming back and you can cry. Okay, as you're much moving as you to want. California <laughs> yeah. and everyone else just gets left behind. <laughs> yeah, everyone else gets left behind. Uh, but well, maybe California's better. Like you know, you don't yeah. know. Oh, sorry. That's the devil's advocate. I don't. Yeah, think. no, it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so yeah, the, I'm not excited about this European League. I do believe. Whether I don't know if we have any power, I think we have to protest in some form. I think as foreign fans, we can maybe do written protests. I think that's a very real thing. Signed protests and petitions, mail them officially to places. Yeah, especially if it comes from the official supporters groups themselves. If all the supporters clubs get members, you know, however many members they want, you know, to sign. And my question is this okay, this is one question I, I remembered but forgot to write down. Um, is there anyone, have you guys heard any, anyone, I guess, fan wise around the world of any of these clubs that like supports this? That's like, oh yeah, but like, then we get this, you know, it's like, are there any cases? I haven't heard anything. (laughs) Not even my Barca friends are in support of it. Like Like, Man City or. Yeah. Like everyone's just like, no, that's not what we want. Yeah. yeah, none of my friends. I've seen on like Instagram some people who are like, "What's wrong with wanting the best player teams to play against each other?" they're probably Americans and don't understand. I, the think, uh, I think that is going to be a small portion of the lexicon, at least in this country, like on ESPN, and then your friends who maybe just watch football or something like that. They'd be like, "Yeah, what's the big deal? Like, oh, you get to play Barcelona every week or something like that," um, and not fully understand yeah the competition and relegation and i mean the champions league is the biggest competition in the world exactly as you guys already said um because of the rarity you know being a spurs fan for the last 10 years the only thing we wanted was to be top four like winning the league like we kind of like got close sometimes and got us like yeah that'd be that'd be great yeah Mm -hmm. you know it'd be amazing it'd be cool but you know top four was the realistic like you could, you know, put the middle finger up to Arsenal, to Chelsea usually, like, and still earn something, you know, for how great of a season you had. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I mean, if, if there's no Champions League, what are you fighting for in the domestic cup? You're only fighting for the league. There's no, there's no yeah. FIFA, there's no FA, there's no league cup. So you're only fighting for the league. And then you're in this other league where you're only fighting for first place against the same team. Yeah. I don't know. First yeah. place isn't everything. You know, yeah, it doesn't tell the whole story of every team that played yeah. in the league that year. Yeah, yeah it's part of the, the journey is part of it all. The competition, man. I mean, that's the, the big thing. 
I mean, look me. at who's won the league, you know, in the last 10 years. It's been, you know, Man City mainly. You know, it's been these teams, Chelsea, teams Lester. with money. Like, they, they win the league. But the fight for fourth place, the fight for, again, relegation, um, fifth place. You know, we were so excited about getting fifth place last year. That would be nothing, you know. Oh, yeah. great. We got fifth. It, you know. Oh, you're, you're fourth loser. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. I mean, seriously, to all of our, you know, non-American-based fans, I have to say again that, like, the NFL is the boringest league in the world. And it is the most commercialized no commercialized league in the world. And that's what's going to happen. You know, like, it's hard to commercialize soccer so- somewhat, but it's going to happen, like, to the fullest. They'll, they'll make this small know. screen and the commercial will be playing in the background. Like, that's going to be, you, like... Have you had a chance to look at the Austrian uh, first league kits? No, they, they put the they put the Everton sleeve uh, sponsors to shame. They're just covered in ads. It looks like a. Oh. You've seen the Mexican League kids. Yeah, Mexican League. Oh kids, yeah, something like that. Isn't that? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know who where the t- the team crest is. Right. Oh yeah, that's so. <laughs> so well, I don't want to. I don't. I was even like against our sleeve sponsor. I was. I was oh, so happy sure. to not have one until January. You know, but. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Oh well. Uh, commercializing as much as possible capitalism on 12 million as you yeah. said um, the sports now it's not about money this isn't a business this it's sporty man it's, it's about competition this and is life <laughs> i think i think the one thing that will give them a huge protest is from around the world because this is a european thing but around the world they will get huge protests with the idea in the ban that was suggested that these players can't play in the world cups yeah, I'm already mentioning that, um, you know, national teams are not going to. I've also seen rumors that governments are putting or working on possibly putting into play, um, not allowing players to get uh, like work visas to work internationally for teams in the Super League and stuff. So it could have far reaching consequences. And yeah. so is, is that a government protest towards it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, Gary Neville on Sky, like, might not like Gary Neville, but he said a lot of really good things lately about all this. And one of them was, he's like, the government needs to get involved in this. Like, it's just, it's so anti-sporting. It's anti-the sport. It's it's going to be terrible. It's going to take away money from all these clubs. And you're going to see clubs start to, to go under even more so than now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why there's no German clubs in there. Yeah. Because the German clubs are partially owned, you know, by yeah. the supporters. And most of them Maj- Majority owned by the supporters. That. Yeah. Yeah, majority owned. Um, that's how it should be, though, right? I mean, my, my friend brought this up. Like, all sports should be this way, where majority is fan owned. I mean, that. I mean, we we are the reason they are there, right? Well, you know, in in all of these, you know, other countries, you know, a club, a sporting club, is not just like like an NFL team. Or, yeah, you know, no, like it's, the it's a community. It's a community mm-hmm. center where yeah. everyone goes to learn how to play all different types of sports. You know, swimming and fucking you know, netball and handball. And, and then they have a soccer team too, you know, and the best soccer players go up and then like, that's your community. You know, it's not this hugely capitalized thing. You know, right. I think in some of these, you know, European teams, it is more of just a, a name and a brand. Sure. Um, but like essentially clubs where it started, these competitions where they started was neighborhood competitions. That's why you have 10 different teams from London because it's all different parts of London, you know, and all these people from different parts of London and then, you know, Manchester, all these different places, you know, it's a fun 
you get to rile, you know, that's why it should be, as we're saying, at least somewhat the mindset makes sense of a fan owned. Yeah. The know, history and the culture of the clubs yeah. play into what we all respect and love about it. Mm-hmm. And taking that away from us is what I think hurts so many of the fans. Mm-hmm. Or not even just taking level. it away, not even just taking <laughs> away, but like showing it like you yeah. never had it. Like right. slapping you in the face with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's bad. Oh, you thought this was your club? No, no sorry. No, no. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. He's like, our new colors are pink and green. Ah, <laughs> well, we we did get salmon and green this year, so you're not far off. <laughs> I actually thought about it after I said it. <laughs> Damn it. I like I love those kits. <laughs> that's my I, that's one of my favorite kits, man. I don't dislike I like both of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like your making outlandish statement, but they hit close to home. I was, those are random. Uh, we'll cut that. I know. They don't sound so random, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's undirected. Uh, There's, you know, Freudian slip a little bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, again, I don't know where we started or how we got here. Uh, it's been a long and exciting episode, a great conversation with you guys to all of our listeners. You have to understand that when we plan for these things, we like turn off our phones and I basically force them to not talk to me. So when we get to have conversations, yeah, um, that's the easy part. Yeah, that's uh, easy. <laughs> well, but for me, it's hard because, you know, I need to talk to someone about this. So, oh. um, other than myself, I was talking to myself all day about this, but, uh, finally get to, you know, shed some light on all these things, learn stuff, you know, vent with you guys. Hopefully everyone listening enjoyed it. Um, Definitely tell us what you think on our Instagram posts and everywhere else. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to our co-host Nick tonight. And then also to our guest host first time, Matt, you did amazing. Uh, Your studio looks great. No one else can see it, but uh, you're already ready for this. I see Long time listener, first time caller. There we go. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, thank um, you, man. Yeah, no, it's great being here. Yeah. Pleasure meeting you. Yeah, likewise. Well, thank you guys again. And last but not least, for me, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. There we go. You can let me out. We got some stuff. <laughs> thank you again, guys. Tip top Tottenham Hotspurs, the greatest team of the year. Tip top Tottenham Hotspurs. Raise your glasses and give them a cheer.